The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, it's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Welcome to another edition of City Quick Connect podcast, Legislative Edition. Scott, welcome back. It has been a uh, pretty calm week with the house on vacation, uh, um, furlough. Furlough, yes. Scott, please use the appropriate language. I apologize, yes. Yeah, it really has. We've had, um, we had several subcommittee meetings pop up on Monday. Yeah. Um, and the Senate has really been focused on education this week with the debate on the education savings account bill. Yeah, it's given us a chance to kind of catch our breath, which is nice. That's right. They Get put it on, on stuff. Um, they put that bill on special order on Tuesday, right? Yes. And they've been debating it, um, debating it since they adjourned this afternoon today. Thursday. With mm-hmm. that bill in interrupted debate, which yeah. means... They don't even run through the calendar. They go immediately to that bill when they start on Tuesday afternoon. Education savings accounts, education scholarship accounts. Some people call them vouchers. You name it, they've talked about it. Its bottom line is potentially public school, public dollars going to any choice of schools, be they public or private. That's right. So you can imagine that that is pretty controversial among senators. So they're talking about it a lot, um, pros and cons. So I think they're going to they're going to keep talking about it next week. I would expect so. They may talk about it until uh, the full Senate gets the budget. Yeah, when's that coming up? Um, sometime mid-April, I think. They've got to go through finance. Sub- finance subcommittees are still meeting, yeah. taking testimony on, on budget, but they've got the House version. They're working on it, so full finance, I expect, in the next several weeks. Yeah, Secretary Hall made her presentation today. Oh, great. For Department of Transportation. I think a Workers' Comp Commission was making a yeah. their annual presentation That's as right. well in front of their Senate Finance Subcommittee. So There'll hopefully they're wrapping they're wrapping their subcommittee meetings up and they'll take all their recommendations to full. Yeah, that'll be soon. good. Yeah, I think it will too. Full Finance is uh, cranking out some product here lately. They are, and they're meeting next week on Tuesday. So is Full Judiciary. So um, we'll be interested to see what several of the bills we're going to talk about today will likely be on that agenda. I'm glad that the uh, full judiciary committee is meeting more frequently than once a month. Well, or once a session. Well, I was about to say once a session, not yeah. once a month. Yeah, when you talk about that staff over there and get them to make recommendations to their chairman to, you know, let's step it up here a little bit. You know what? I'm going to let you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you handle that, Scott. Yeah. Um, let's talk. So we talked we we kind of talked about what they did on the floor. They did run through the calendar Tuesday. But every other day this week has been taken up with debate on the um, the education savings account scholarship voucher yeah. um, choice public-private school bill. Right. So there were three bills that we testified on or, mm-hmm. you know, offered educational information on or yep. shared our opinion on that were in subcommittee on Thursday, uh, Tuesday afternoon, I'm sorry, on Tuesday afternoon. And they were all at the same time, actually, in the Gresset building. Y'all all had to be over there. And they all got added Tuesday morning, right? Mo- or, or Monday, Monday afternoon, afternoon, late yeah. Monday afternoon. So they, they, did, get it, they did get in a 24-hour notice. Barely. At least, yes. Um, all right. So the first one I want to talk about, and this should not be, this shouldn't take too long, is Senate Bill 397. It's the 
Harputlian, Senator Dick Harputlian, the Democrat from Richland County, his bill that would allow cities to charge a business license fee to railroad companies. Well, cities already collect a business license, in air quotes, tax from right. railroads. But the maximum amount of, ta- of business license tax that any city can collect under the current statute is $2,000. So uh, it's the, the formula that's in the statute now is based on population. Uh, and it's a very, very low amount. So that even the largest city in the state, Charleston, only right. collects two thousand dollars from the railroads okay. that right. operate that run through Charleston. In, right. Yeah, that operate okay. in the city of Charleston. What Senator Harputlian's bill proposes to do is strike all of that population-based language, and it just simply says that railroads can be charged a business license tax by a municipality. Okay. Which means, as I explained in the subcommittee, right, uh, that they would fall under the purview of Act 176, right, the which business was passed license in September 2020, 2020 the right. Business License Tax Standardization Act. And I explained very quickly, you know, the basics of how the classification system works and that kind of thing. And of course, the railroads were there. They're, they obviously opposed this bill. Obviously, uh, gave. Lots of testimony about how cooperative they are with cities across the state and all the good economic development things that they do. And, um, you know, why, why rock the boat when things are going as well as they are? So, you know, we don't have we don't have th- th- this is, quite frankly, a an issue that is important to Senator Harpool in and his interests in seeing the railroads make some changes to their. Uh, to the way they operate inside of the city of Columbia in particular with regard to blocking roads with train crossings, uh, quiet zones, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And so he filed this bill uh, last year, and we had lots of conversations about it last year in an effort um, to bring the railroads to the table to talk about these issues. Did you know that there was a subcommittee hearing last year almost to the exact date that this one was held? It was in March of 2021. It was a subcommittee? Yes. On this bill? Yes. It was like a preliminary, you know, everybody get up and talk and introduce yourselves and talk about the bill. And then there, did, I mean, there's no action, but it was carried over. Did I but testify at that I'm, subcommittee? I've told you about taking your ginkgo biloba. <laughs> I really think you need to up <laughs> okay. your dose. All right. I don't but remember yeah, how that. Yeah, that? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is interesting. Saw it in the tracking system. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. How about that? Listen. Time I'm, flies. I'm just, I'm dropping knowledge all day Time long. flies. So, uh, you know, beyond explaining how they would fall into the business license tax structure, uh, we do not have a position on this bill. We're neither for it or against it. So, uh, and, you know, bottom line is this bill is likely not going to get Go a, whole right. fall, a whole long way. I mean, heck, we're only... A week and a half away from cross, think, two weeks, two weeks two from weeks. today, yep, two, week, two, two weeks. working weeks from today. That's right to crossover. Right, so, so six six legislative days. Right, so this thing would have to get out of sub. It didn't even get a didn't even get out of sub this week. They right. just they because Senator Harputlian was not there. He right. wanted to be heard right. on the bill, so they carried it over. Who knows if it'll get another subcommittee hearing? Uh, but it was it was interesting. It was yeah. fun. Good. Yeah. So another of the trio of bills that were in Senate finance subs. Another bill was Senate bill 984. That was also in a Senate finance sub. And that deals with 
the the road fees bill. Yes. Right. The, in response to the yeah, Burns v. The um, Greenville, Greenville County Council. Greenville County. Yeah. So for our listener, last year the state supreme court essentially by way of the by way of the Burns versus Greenville County decision essentially uh, blew up particularly road fees, road maintenance right, fees right. that cities and counties were charging to... Not uh, that many, though, right? Well, there's a good number of counties. Counties, but that, not that many cities. But not that many cities. Okay. Only uh, only two cities that I can think of okay. off the top of my but head a that, good many that had their own. But there are a good number of that were doing counties that were charging this fee. And um, this bill would, would fix that decision and allow counties and cities in particular to ex- expressly go forward with charging fees for service. And that's the real fear that we have with the Burns decision. Despite the fact that it, it surrounded road fees, uh, it, could, it could conceivably be, be applied to any fee for service uh, in, that a city or a county charges. So, uh, you know, we we sent test well, we sent not testimony, but we fit, sent a fiscal impact statement mm-hmm. to the General Assembly to the effect of the uncertainty of how this how that decision could be applied to other fees right. is why Senate Bill nine eighty four needs to be passed so that it there is no ambiguity or or question mark about whether or not. We have the authority to, to to implement these fees and collect these fees for mm-hmm. service across the state. Um, got out of sub very easily. Uh, I think everybody on the subcommittee understands the issue. Yeah. I think full finance committee members understand it. Yeah. Uh, I know that there there's a senator or two that are concerned about the fact that some counties have said, "Okay, uh, you can't, you won't let us charge this fee, mm-hmm. so we'll just apply it to property taxes." Well, in reality, in doing that, you're, th- that county's likely going to realize more revenue from the property tax levy right. instead of the road fee. So if, the, if some of these senators' concern is residents paying, paying these fees, they're coming out better by paying the fee right. rather than paying it through the, their property mm-hmm. taxes, uh, you know, collectively. Right. Individually, right, right. it might be different, but collectively, they're, they're going to collect probably fewer dollars than if they were they – were, through a fee than if they were charging it on the property tax. And, anyway. and Scott, this bill came because of a case that was filed by several legislators yes. against Greenville County who assessed the fee. Yes, Burns is Mike, right, Representative right, Mike, Mike Burns, Burns from, from TR. northern Greenville County, yep. uh, Traveler's Rest area. Um, they said that the Greenville County's increase in their road fee over the years uh-huh violated a a statute that was amended in 1997. So and the Supreme Court agreed agreed with uh, them. Agreed with right. them. The, their their original their original road fee that they'd implemented prior to 1997 was is is intact or mm-hmm. could have remained intact. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all the increases that had been put on or or any fee that had been implemented after the 1997 change in statute. Hmm was invalidated by uh, road fee anyway was invalidated by the burns decision so um i i hope that the the county the Carolina association of counties in particular has been pushing this bill we are obviously supportive of it we have uh we have communicated with uh senate finance members to that effect hey we support this bill 
it's important for counties, but certainly it's important for us as well. Right. And we expect that to be on the full finance agenda next week, right? I hope so. Yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They, they need to kind of put the pedal down. Yeah, we need to get they that need moving. To, we need to drop the throttle on this one because it needs to get through in the next the, six days. The fear, the fear is once it gets on the floor, somebody puts an objection on it. Right. And, and then it, that's... And it stays there. And again, and as dies. we said, we've got six legislative days right. left until crossover. And, and the Senate's hung up on this education savings account bill. So if some if some Which talks, displaces everything else. Right. Yeah. And, and, and if they can't talk a little bit over the weekend and mm-hmm. and try to come to some consensus on this it could be much longer than a couple more yeah, on the, on days. The, right. on the voucher bill yeah. right yeah. exactly yeah. exactly um the last bill that i would like to talk about was the um the tax the housing tax credit bill senate bill 1120 um yet another subcommittee that y'all attended on tuesday two um they Senate 1120 was in sub. It came out of sub. The road fees bill came out of sub. The railroad bill was the only one that did not. That was right. carried over. But the the low income housing tax credit cap was amended and given a favorable favorable report, sending it to full. Yeah, we talked about this one last week uh, during the show. Right. And so so the low income housing tax credit program was created a couple of years ago to. Uh, help spur development of workforce housing across the state. And it has been extremely successful to the effect of costing the state general fund more in credits than, than the General Assembly had anticipated. Um, it's, it's been a victim, essentially a victim of its own success. And so uh, there, Senator Harvey Peeler introduced uh, Senate Bill 1120, that would put a cap on the amount of dollars that could be used towards the credit, uh, towards the low-income housing tax credit. And so after uh, some long testimony uh, earlier this week and then even today, uh, the Senate Finance Subcommittee pushed it out to the full Finance Committee. What they did today in subcommittee was amend it so that um, there's a $15 million cap on the credits that would be available for the development of uh, workforce housing, low-income housing in rural areas of the state. Okay. It's the 9% credit, which is typically used for rural, but it doesn't have to be. What they did today in subcommittee was to ensure that no, no less than half of that $15 million cap would be available for credits for developments in rural areas of the state. Okay. Okay. Because you got some rural senators on yeah. on the subcommittee in particular who are interested in getting housing in the in the rural parts of the state, which which are needed. Um, and so uh, they also amended it to say, okay, in addition to uh, uh, developments in rural parts of the state. If there are developments for people with special needs, for the elderly, they would also be able to get in on the $15 million cap. They would be a priority. And then they uh, amended it to say, okay, after those rural priorities are met, after those special needs and elderly housing needs perhaps are met, then multifamily low-income housing in urban areas would be able to take advantage of that 9% credit as well. They typically, urban developments are typically taking 
uh, advantage of it what's is the four percent credit and it's going to have a cap on it as well so it's a very complicated issue it sounds like it that, i mean no less than one half of one yeah for, this and that and for, the other. bottom line is it it's going to i think unfortunately limit the development of workforce housing across the state, be it in rural or urban areas, because of this cap, this this dollar cap that's going to be put on the state credit. Now they these developers still get the advantage, get to take advantage of federal credits. Right. That, that hasn't obviously that the state can't change any of that. But the state funding that has typically been used by developers to fill the gap, the financing gap, to make projects viable is going to be reduced. Mm-hmm. And so I think we we talked about it last week. There were 40 to 50% more units developed with the credits that are in place now right. than would have been without the credits. And Scott, affordable housing, that's been, I mean, we talked about this last week, that, that has been a, a problem for us. And it's not just in one area. It's across the state where people cannot afford to live somewhere so they're not going to work in that area because they can't afford to live there. Yeah, and I guess and you know, I guess my frustration is that the state is quite flush right now right. and our economy uh, you know, we we always want to be vigilant against downturns in the economy, but golly, since the recession in 0809, right. uh, we've just been on a on a we really rocket have. path. And if you look up. at the size of our budget this year, especially without the additional federal money that's that's in the that's state, right. I mean, our, right. our our revenues continue to grow year over year, exceeding our estimates and expectations. Right. So, could we know, put a little bit every year toward this? Well, I mean, you think? Well, I, I guess that's the idea: is fifteen million really in the scheme of things, is a little bit. Yeah, it, should, it is. I think it should be more. Yeah. But you know what? That's uh, I, I'm not the one having to worry about funding the state budget year over year. So. Have, you thought about, have you ever thought about running for the House or the Senate? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Nobody could ever change your mind. No. Scott, anything else you want to talk about that happened this week um, that we need to discuss? It really was a quiet week. The House does plan another furlough, um, I think, the week before Easter, um, which has been historically their, quote, spring break. Um, We'll see if that happens. That's not set in stone, of course. Um, But we'll see. I'll I'll tell you something else that I want us to follow. And I think everybody follows it pretty pretty closely. But filing for statewide offices, constitutional offices, and um, House of Representatives... That closes on the 30th. Yeah. Um, and there have already been some bombshells in the House. The Senate is not up for re-election for another two years. But there there have been some bombshells in the House of um, of members that are not running again. And we've discussed, you know, Speaker Jay Lucas and Leader Gary Simrel and Chip Huggins. Um, Chip Huggins and Gary Smith and Leola Robinson mm-hmm. and... You know, there there are a lot of a, a good many folks that are not. Well, um, we know Jerry Govan's not going to run for his house seat again. That's he's right. He's going to run for superintendent. And yep. I know that Representative Sandy McGarry is not going to run because her district was um, combined Moved. with Representative Richie Yao. Mm-hmm. So she is not choosing to run against um, Yao for that seat. Right. So it it really is going to um, that that will change the landscape 
of the house. And that is something I want to let everybody know this. We are already working on that right now. Um, that is not something that we wait to work on when they get elected. We are already working on this. And by working on it, I mean building relationships, following, you know, who's running and where and what area. And um, it, it it's going to be very interesting. This is going to be a huge year for turnover. Adam Morgan's representative, Adam Morgan's brother, won the Republican primary in Greer to replace Tommy Stringer. Did he really? Yes. He won that outright, like 60% in like a four-way race. So wow. That was impressive. very, very impressive. So um, I don't and know the, if he's going to have a general uh, election opponent or not. But. Um, isn't it next week that the general election for the late Senator Hugh Leatherman's seat is, I believe? Is that right? I, I think so. I think it's on my calendar. To fill that To, to fill, fill that, that Florence um, seat for, a, for the first time in a very long time, yeah. a freshman senator from Florence County. Yeah, it's some of these primaries are going to be really interesting. I mean, uh, the we've you've already had multiple candidates declare for the Republican primary for Chip Huggins' seat. Gosh, two of whom are on the same school board. Amazing. So uh, that'll be that'll be fun to watch. Yep. Um, of course, yep. we, you know we uh, we are, we're also watching some congressional primaries. Uh, one in particular that's as, been a lot as of fun is the to watch. World. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll yeah. have two in South Carolina that are going to be quite explosive. Yes, so, um, very much so. I think that's going to be um, that's going to catch some national attention. I don't know whether I think that's it already has. Good, okay. Yeah, I think it already um, has. But we will, we have, we will consolidate all this information and have it if you want to call and talk about it. And well, we'll maybe, certainly be talking about it um, during the regional advocacy meetings that are coming up in September and October. Well, maybe we talk, maybe we do a, uh, a special edition of edition? The, uh, the special filing edition of the well, City Quick Connect podcast. Why not? I mean, we could do, we could cut that on like Monday or Tuesday of next week. Or well, let's wait we till the, all, the well, filing closes. Filing closes, closes a week win- from today. Wednesday, Thursday? No, no, no. Uh, Wednesday. No, no. The yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday the 30th. That's right. Yeah, close. So we, so could, we, could, we, we could, could do it next week. Yeah, we really could. Although the house is going to be back next week, Scott. We would have so much to talk about. This thing would be like two hours long. Oh, we could get, we could do it in an hour. Um, Mr. Producer, Russell, you think yeah. we can get it done in an Russell's hour? Russell's about to throw up when we said minutes. we could do it in an hour. <laughs> um, but but I, wanna, I want everybody to be aware of all of that that's going on and um, how that could affect. Please pay attention to your own area, your backyard. Um, is your house member running again? If so, do they have opposition? Is it primary or general? Um, do they support your city? Should you support them? Do they support the city and... Do they, are they an advocate for your municipality? Well, I th- it, certainly after filing is concluded for both parties, Democrat and Republican, I think it's important for our elected officials to introduce themselves to those candidates. Absolutely. Gauge where they are on municipal issues. And if they are, if they're unaware of municipal. Make an informed decision. Yeah. You know, school those, school those candidates up on municipal issues and the needs for your city or town and what your expectations would be of them if they were to get elected. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's good advice. You can't ever start those, you can't ever start developing those relationships early enough. No, absolutely. Don't wait until they get elected to to introduce yourself. Absolutely not. So, Um, yeah. Next week will be wild. Um, the yep. end of filing, the house is back in town. The Senate continues on the with the, back in town. the, uh, the, know, the back boys, in town. except they're girls too. Thank yep. goodness. Um, and the Senate continues on with the 
education savings account bill. So <laughs> there can be there are going to be fireworks all over Columbia. Um, and I, I just can't wait. Well, and it's getting down crunch time too. With oh yeah, crossover yeah. We got looming. six days. We yeah, six crossovers days. looming. It's the self-imposed a, crossover deadline. Boy, so it's going to be a madhouse. We, um, it'll be it's a madhouse next week. Be a so mad scramble. you might want to wear your flats next week. It's going to be tough walking in heels over to the state house. I typically don't wear heels anyway, but I'll, oh. I'll alert Erica and Joni to that. Well, How about heed my advice? They already know that. They yeah, know they not to wear. Listen, heels. at this point, they're professional. I mean, they're veterans. They've been doing this so much. I was uh, I, I challenged a fellow lobbyist to race me down the stairs at the state house today. That is not a good idea. And she said, uh, if I were to do that, I'd be fanny over heels. <laughs> or if, you know, if listen, a granite heels. floor is not easy to stand on in heels all day long. No, yeah, we were going down the stairs, and I was just I was trucking it on down, and she, I said, race you. She said, nope. It's always a race, isn't it? <laughs> always a race. Right. Always has to do something. Um, everybody, please tune in next week for more um, updates for the House and Senate. Wash your hands. Um, wear a mask. Are we still doing you, that? I think hand washing is yes. just a general, I'm with just you a that. good Absolutely. practice. Gotcha. Um, but I won't talk about vaccines or wearing masks um, until the new variant comes along, and then I will bring that back in. BA2. But I will say, eat your vegetables, drink your water, exercise regularly, get enough sleep, and take care of yourselves. We'll see you back next week on City Quick Connect pod- Podcast Legislative Edition. The City Quick Connect Podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram.